What's up, up, everybody? What's up, up? What's up, up, everybody? Today is May 20th for me, the 21st for you. I don't know what day number this is on quarantine. I don't know. I don't know much, but I know how I love you. And that may be all I need to know. Um, giant thank you to all of you tuning in uh, because this is the last Throughline episode. I gave it a go. January, February, March, April, May. 17 months. 17 months. That's not bad. Um, I was. I said I would do one. I would go to the end of the month, but I just don't have the. I don't have it, guys. I don't have it. I just don't have it. Um, but I want to tell you how much I love all of you and I appreciate all of you that listened for this long and, and hung, hung by me, stuck with me. A big thank you to my boy, Skylar Neal, who has produced and engineered every episode of this podcast and made every video and helped me make the videos that I could put on Instagram and social media. Um... And thank you all for having watched the special and shared the special and told people about the podcast or the whatever it is that you did. You guys, it, it means a lot to me. I just don't, I don't have the, I don't have it in me. I'm being drained of my ability to, uh, to continue. Butterfly went by. My nana would, my mom would be like, there's your nana. Um, Anyway, jlarsoncomedy.com, jlarsoncomedy on Instagram and Twitter and all that. I got an email here from the Advice Queen. Advice Queen. I love that, that that's your email. Really enjoy the through line. Thanks for your hard work. I wish you and your family success and happiness. I appreciate you, Emily. If possible, I'd be interested in hearing about your decision to stop drinking and what that's been like. Um, it's something I think about myself, and I would enjoy your perspective. Here's the deal. We think, I think sometimes, I didn't stop because I felt like I had a problem. I just I just stopped because I wanted to, like, get some focus. That's what I was hoping. I was like, well, if I quit drinking, maybe I'm going to, like, focus and be able to, like, have more clarity, you know, stuff like that. I wasn't drinking every day. When I was drinking, I wasn't drinking till I was drunk. In fact, like, I can't, I mean, you know, I don't know what, like, legally drunk is. I don't think I was you know, I, I don't know. I don't even know what that number would be. You know, is it like, well, if you blow a point zero six, technically you drunk. I don't know. I just know that I wasn't like belligerent or forgetting stuff or anything like that. You know, like we go out to this Mexican restaurant we like and I get a couple skinny mugs. Okay. Or I get a mug and a beer or, um, you know, I had stopped, you know, my wife likes white wine. I like red wine. I would drink white wine with her once in a while. But, like, at home, I, I stopped drinking, like, red wine because it was just, like, I'm not going to open a bottle because then I feel like, well, I don't want to waste the money, so then I'm going to have to drink it the next night, you know? Um, so now, you know, and tomorrow, this Friday, tomorrow for you guys, is 19 months, right? August. No. 21 months. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. Now, like, 
once you get past like that three month mark of not drinking, then you're like, then you're like, oh, all right. You start getting like super clear. Like you're like, oh man, I was focused. I could see the difference. Then it just settles in and just becomes your norm. You know, like after a year, year and a half, it just becomes your norm. You just don't drink anymore. Um, during this quarantine, I've been drinking a lot of non-alcoholic beers and I really like it. They're not terrible. You know, you're like, oh, it just tastes like I'm having a beer. Um, because then it becomes a taste thing, you know, I've had friends make me cocktails. I've gone to this, uh, before the quarantine, my wife and I went to this, uh, this like, I forget, I don't know what kind of food it is. It's like, I, I don't know what the type of the food is, but it's like Mediterranean or like South American or something. And they had like grapefruit soda, which is now I'm drinking this like zero calorie grapefruit soda, grapefruit citrus, sevia, but like grapefruit soda is like my new jam, that Italian grapefruit soda, Oh, it's the best. So I look at like, I'll go all places and I look for like their non-alcoholic drinks and it just becomes a treat. It's like, oh, you're just getting some sugar. So I do that. Um, What else? You know, like I said, friends have those drinks. So I think at some point I'm like, "Ah, I think I'll go back probably maybe because like there's some things I miss. I do miss red wine. And it's like, there is that element of the, not so much like peer pressure to drink, but there is that social element where everyone's drinking. That's why a non-alc beer is, is nice or whatever. So I don't feel like pressure to go back, and I'm now I enjoy non-alcoholic beers. So I think if it's something that you're like, oh, I want to try out, then you know, say to yourself, all right, let me try for three months, you know, or start with a month. Some people like to go January, the month of January, they go dry, or uh, when is it that like all those other guys do it? October or something like that? Sober October. No idea. You got to just figure out what it is that, like, works for you or is the thing that you want. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, I would think about it. But I definitely recommend it. I definitely enjoy, have enjoyed it. And now it's to the point where it's just like, oh, it's just what it is. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. I got another email. Um you, sir, are a great storyteller. I appreciate that, Mike. Um, your stories and commentaries are cozy as F. I can see you on a radio show, loosely talk about the news. I feel like there's, I, I would love that. Morning drive. You know what my dream is? My dream is like moving to like a small little city, like a Portland, Oregon, or a Cincinnati, Ohio, or something like that, and just like doing like either like an 11 a.m. news, like show on the local channel. Or like a 4 p.m. show where like you have like, oh, you know, there's a lot of people with dogs. I have no idea. Anytime I go to like towns and I have to go do like TV, like a press, you go do like shows like that. I always see the environment. I'm like, God, I like this. I like small town. But I just don't think I'm ready to. You got to like make a choice that like that's what you want to do. And it's just it's just not that choice that I want to do. Maybe a late night show. Also, he says, I don't think you belong in California either. I guess people think California is communist. I guess that's what it is. What is this? What is this? The 50s? Get the fuck out. How many movies are you really going to be in in the next five years? Have you ever been to Southern California, Mike? You know it's like the most beautiful weather. Every single day is insane. You have mountains. You have beach. You have desert. You have snow. What else do you need? You have lakes. You have rivers, white water rafting. What else do you need? 
Have you ever been to Northern California? There's Northern California. Have you ever been to San Diego, dude? It's unbelievable. Maybe you're just talking about Los Angeles, you know? I really don't know. And But here's the, here's the funniest thing. He says, Nick Dip did it, who is a, another comedian who I'm not a fan of at all. Like, I, dude, do your research. Um, I appreciate you listening to the podcast, man. And obviously, you're telling me, you know, you're making jokes at me so we can talk like this. But let me tell you something that you might not know about me. I'm blue collar. You asked, what are the differences between California and the East Coast? Um, I, it's been so long since I've lived on the East Coast. I think everyone's pretty upfront, like where I grew up. People used to always ask me, like, were you the funniest kid growing up? I'm like, nah. There was like so many dudes funnier than me. Um, here everyone's kind of chill and laid back, and like we just everyone just jabs back east, and out here people don't really jab like that. And the difference between I think West Coast comedians and East Coast is we West Coast comedians I think are more storytelling than East Coast. I feel like East Coast there's so many great joke writers in New York, so many great joke writers. I've never been a joke writer. I just feel like I just tell stories, and if I can get jokes in there. You know, it's something I would do. Um, but I honestly, uh, come to Georgia. Come to Georgia. You know the state where a guy, a black guy went for a run and then white dudes chased him and murdered him? That's where you want me to go, dude? Let me tell you, I love Atlanta. I love Atlanta because it's the most diverse city I've ever been in. And it makes me feel at home when I'm there. But uh, I would not just move to Georgia because Nick Dip did it. The guy who was blatantly not afraid to say racist and homophobic stuff that I cannot stand. I just I just can't stand him. I did a show with him once. I don't I'm not going to tell you his name. If you want to find him, you can find him. And Michael, I appreciate that you listen to my podcast, dude. I hope you're not taking this as a personal offense, but I just I don't think that dude is good, you know, over any space, you know, like and and, and I I I've only worked with him once and he wasn't like super polite to me and the show that I watched him put on was I couldn't I just I just would never ever talk like that and I couldn't believe it. So for me like the fact that he moved there would be the reason that I wouldn't move there. I'd be like, "Oh, well, yeah, if that dude's moving there, I want nothing to do with it." It's just this is not who I am. And you know, I never like looked at myself as like a Republican or a Democrat. I think that like I grew up very blue collar, you know, like we worked hard even though my mother was super into the arts, so she would constantly tell us about the arts, you know, and we, I feel like we always lean democratic because my mom was so into the arts and like that just seems, although if you look back, like if I remember one time I was like, well, how did the Republican Party start? So I started looking at it. And I was like, oh man, I love the values of what like the Republican Party was. And now that like I'm older, it just always seems like it comes down to like Republicans want less tax, you know, and less government. You know, they want things to be decided, you know, through, uh, other people outside of the government telling us what to do, less government regulation, you know, laissez-faire. And then, you know, liberals or the left, Democrats, they want more restrictions so that, like, these corporate companies can't do these things. I think there's just so, all this miscommunication. I never really see myself that way. I just always look like I always want, you know, us to take care of our fellow man, you know, and I just keep looking at, like, our society, and I'm like, God, what is going on, man? What is going on? Like... We're not taking care of anybody, 
You know, we're trying. You know, people are trying. There's like all these things that are going on. Yeah, who knows? I don't really want to get in this. I don't. I try not to think about it. I try not to think of myself as like a Democrat or a Republican. I just try to think of myself as, uh, you know, right now, to be honest with you, during this whole thing, I'm just trying to do the best I can. And I'm just trying to like keep up, you know, my space and myself, you know, which uh, I don't know. So anyway, I don't see myself. Uh, and he said, what's tell us about the awkwardness of owning or selling podcast equipment, not going to use anymore. <laughs> Little smiley face. Nothing really awkward at all, dude. It's a microphone, a cord, and a recording machine. And uh, I'll definitely hold on to it because I hope someday that I'll do something else. Just for now, it's like uh, time to take a break. And uh, I'm hoping that, like, you know, the whole world's starting, you know, the country's starting to open up again. Texas is opening this week, doing, like, bars will be open at 25%. Florida's got places open. Uh, Arizona, where you can go into restaurants. This, the tables will be spread apart. You order from your phone. You have a mask. I hope everyone's safe. <laughs> Who knows? I would love for this thing to like come to a close. And if these are the first steps, I hope that we, I see, we, I hope we see a a good. Uh, uh, I don't know projection of the number. <laughs> why do I even try and talk? This is like why are people even talking technical terms? If you don't know it, Jay, shut up. I just what I'm hoping is I hope the numbers continue to go down. And that we start like just going in a direction of uh, not continuing to rise numbers. And then we can start slowly getting back. Because, I don't know, this whole thing is so weird looking. Um, but obviously, I don't have a lot that I can even say, you guys. I love you for those of you that have listened and pay attention and, and share and communicate and participate in this. And uh, I'll continue at some point to get more active on social media with like similar things to like I did here. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm going to take a little break from everything for a little while. And uh, I love you all. I appreciate you all for listening. It's been great to have you on board the through line. And I hope that whatever it is that I do next, that you will participate in that as well. Stay healthy, everybody. Love you.